Coming up on today's podcast. I will do a great miracle, and no matter how far the people are scattered, I'm going to bring them back to the land that I gave their fathers for an everlasting covenant. Charisma Podcast Network presents Pastor Larry Huck as he reveals God's prophetic plan for Israel, the Jews and Christians, and shares the historic, biblical, and spiritual reasons for standing with Israel. Now, here's Larry Huck. We had a young friend of ours from Jerusalem who has been in the military for years and years. I knew that we were in strange area when he started sweating. As we're driving down the main road, there were signs saying, do not go up this road, you'll be killed. These people are living out there with their families. You'd have said for somebody to live out here, God really had to speak to them. We're supporting him. We're helping fulfill that Bible prophecy of the desert will bloom. And I said to him, why are you here? Why, why are you living out here with your children and your families and stuff? King David tended Jesse's sheep right here. He says, uh, see these hills? You can smell God here. You can taste God here. When we moved here, there wasn't a bird. But he said, you come out tonight uh, close to sunset, and there'll be 300 ibex out in the fields, wild, the, the wild sheep with the big horns. He said, the birds are everywhere. And I said, what do the Arabs around you think? He said, they were always taught this land will produce nothing. But he said, they're seeing that this land can literally produce life and it's making an effect. Who knows how far the reach goes into changing the hearts of people Arab people as well in the land of Israel when they see the blessing of God on that land. Can I have an amen? When we were showing just some of the things that we're doing in Israel, we're doing other things. We're doing uh, Holocaust survivors in Jerusalem. We're doing feeding programs in a soup kitchen there, uh, feeding all these families every week. You pay for all that. Let me say this to you that are sitting here and all of our family around the world. We could never do what God has called us to do without you. Literally. We're going to give uh, Moody and Josh a check at the end of the service for $250,000 to go towards Aliyah victims. Amen. We've already pledged to them that we'll do another $250,000 the next quarter on uh, Sukkot, on Feast of Tabernacles, we're going to have this ICU unit emergency ambulance. That one's paid for. We've already ordered a second one. God says, if you save one life, God sees us as if you saved the whole world. You're lifesavers. You're lifesavers in Haiti. You're lifesavers in Dominican. You're lifesavers in Africa. And you're lifesavers in Israel. Don't you know God is well pleased with you. Would you give yourselves a great big clap offering? It's an amazing thing what you're doing. Genesis chapter 12. What does Aliyah mean? 
It's a Hebrew phrase that means to go up. When we were in Israel this last time, uh, we met the gentleman that's over the city of David. The city of David is right below the Temple Mount steps, and they're constantly uncovering proof of the city of David, where David's house was, where David's palace was. And this gentleman invited us to come down, took us down below the streets, and they're still excavating it. The, the, the conveyor belts were still coming up with the dirt. They discovered this road that's underneath the city that's been covered with debris for 2,000 years. And it's a road that goes from the pool of Bethesda all the way up to the Temple Mount steps. You heard me teach of the great water libation ceremony. The pilgrims, the priests would walk up and bring an offering during uh, Passover, during Shavuot, during Sukkot. And as they walked up these, this road, as they came up, that was called Aliyah, to come up. This hasn't been seen for 2,000 years since the destruction by the Roman army of Jerusalem. They found a pomegranate bell. Now, what a pomegranate bell was, it was a bell that was on the hem of the robe of the high priest. So they knew without a shadow of a doubt, this was the very road in which everyone would come up to bring their their offering. They would aliyah up to the temple mount. So the word aliyah means to come up. But now we use the word aliyah to mean for people to come back to the land of Israel to come up, to return to the land that God gave the fathers of Israel. Read with me in the book of Genesis chapter 12, look at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your your kindred, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now look at verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord whom had appeared to him. Now God says to Abraham, get out, go to this land that I'm going to show you. And he said, not only do I give you that land, but I give you that land and to all your descendants. Everybody say all. All. Now turn with me to the book of uh, Genesis 13. Look at verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, After Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place you are. Look north, look south, look east, look west. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Now, all of you know that when I study, I go to the Bible and I read whatever's written and I go back to the original Hebrew. So I went and looked up the word forever in Hebrew. And it's interesting because when God says, I give this land to you and your descendants forever, in Hebrew, the word forever means forever. I give this to you 
the land, the Jewish people forever. I don't care what the White House says. I don't care what the UN says. I don't care what the Palestinian leaders say. I don't care what Europe says. I say, I give you this land forever. Somebody shout forever. Genesis 17, verse 6. God says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Now look at verse 8. Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Cana, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, once again, I went to the Hebrew to find out what it says, the Hebrew word for everlasting. And in Hebrew, everlasting means lasting forever. Now, why do you bring that up? Because a lot of people will say the Jewish people are occupiers. That land doesn't belong to them. I don't care what anybody says. God's word says this is a covenant that I give you the land and this covenant lasts forever. Sounds simple, doesn't it? See, it's amazing how many people say things, even churches say things, but they have no idea what the word of God really says. So here comes Abraham. God tells him to leave. God makes a covenant with Abraham, says, I'm not only giving the land to you, I'm giving it to your children and your children's 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 children. And this covenant that I make with you is a covenant concerning the land and the Jewish people that is everlasting, that will last forever. Now let's jump ahead in history. There comes a time that Jacob brings his family out of the land of Israel. Were some of the Jews still in the land of Israel when Jacob brings his family out and goes to Egypt? Jacob comes into Egypt. He brings his family. We know they're there about 400 years. Then God comes to Moses and Moses stands before Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And so we know they come back to the land of Israel. They cross the river Jordan. We do know this without a shadow of a doubt that that happened around 3,200 years ago. And the Jewish people have had a representation in the land of Israel for at least 3,200 years. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's like Josie said when they came and said, why are you here? We've been here 1,000 years. He said, we've been here 3,000 years. And you've got to understand that. That's exactly what has happened. When Joshua brought the people of Israel, the Jewish people across the Jordan River, since that time until now, there has always been a representation of the Jewish people in the land of Israel. Now we go jump forward in history. The Romans came in and conquered the land of Israel. And I emphasize the Romans conquered the land of Israel. They did not conquer the people of Israel. 
When did Israel become Palestine? Well, the Romans came in, they conquered the land of Israel, they destroyed the temple, but they could never get the Jewish people to bow down to them. The Jewish people would not bow down to Rome. The Jewish people would not bow down to the gods of Rome. The Jewish people refused. They were conquered physically, but they were not conquered spiritually. There was a great revolt about 135 years after the time of Jesus. And during the Barcoba revolt, they destroyed the temple. They were so, Rome was so angry with the Jewish people because they would not submit. The Jewish people stayed faithful to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They would not bow down to the Roman Empire. They would not bow down to the false gods. They stayed faithful to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Rome was used to conquering everybody. Rome was used to everybody bowing down to them. They were so infuriated. They destroyed the temple. They destroyed Jerusalem. They destroyed the land, but they could not destroy the spirit of the Jewish people. And so to get even with them, they said, we're going to change the name of the land of Israel. We're going to change the name of Judea and Samaria. And because they ran the world, they said, from now on, it will not be known as Israel. It will not be known as Judea and Samaria. From now on, we're going to name it after the biggest enemy Israel ever had, the Philistines. And it was 135 years after the time of Jesus that the Roman Empire, out of anger, said, don't ever call it Israel again. Don't ever call it Judea again. Don't ever call it Samaria again. Now we're going to call it Palestine. There has never been a Palestinian people. There has never been a Palestinian government. There has never been a Palestinian flag until it became politically only a few years ago. It was never the land of the Philistines. It was always the land of Israel, Judea, and Samaria forever. Somebody shout amen. But then there came a prophecy. The Jewish people were scattered. There were still Jewish people that stayed in Israel. But the masses were brought into slavery in the Rome. You look at the great Roman Colosseum. Who built those? Jewish people. They were slaves, but they weren't built by Rome. They were built by Jews. The Jewish people were scattered throughout the world. It's called, it's called the diaspora. But even in the diaspora, God said there's going to come a time that I will do a great miracle. And no matter how far the people are scattered, I'm going to bring them back to the land that I gave their fathers for an everlasting covenant. Ezekiel 37, 21 says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. And I will gather them from around the world and bring them back to their own land. I will make the one nation, them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or divided into two kingdoms. Now, I want you to see two main miracles here. Number one, he said, I'm going to bring them, no matter how far they're scared. They could be in Ukraine. They could be in Germany. They could be in Russia. They could be in Siberia. They could be in Africa. They could be in China. They could be in South America. Wherever they are, I'm going to bring them back and bring them to the land which I gave their fathers. 
But the second miracle is missed. He said, never again. Say never. Never. Say never. never. Never again will they be two nations. So when you hear politicians saying, well, we need to divide Israel. We need a two-state solution. We need to divide Jerusalem. You need to say, you know what, Mr. Politician, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Preacher, Mr. Christian, you need to look what the Word of God said. God said, when I bring them back, never, ever, ever again will they be divided. It will be one nation under one king of kings. Somebody shout amen. Isn't that amazing? Never again will they be two nations. When we were in Israel this last time during Jerusalem Day, there was four or 500,000 at least people celebrating Israel, Jerusalem being undivided in the streets. It was wild. And the people were blowing horns and beating drums and waving flags. There was an American Indian there. He had the headdress on, he had the feathers on, he had the, the leggings on, and he had a sign that said, ask me about land for peace. It never has worked, never will work. Why? Because God said, when I bring those people back as an everlasting covenant forever and ever never will that land be divided again somebody who wants to be on god's side shout amen Amen. isaiah 66 says who has ever heard of such a thing who has ever seen a thing can a country be born in a day or a nation brought forth in a moment even god says how can this be You know, when I first gave my life to God, there was a lot of controversy and the, the experts were using this scripture as a way to saying, this proves your Bible isn't true. There is never, ever, 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 ever in the history of the world, a nation that has lost their nation, their people scattered, they have no nation. They have no country, they have no government, they have no language, they have no military. Never, ever, 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 ever in the history of the world has those people come back to that same place and become a nation again. So all the educated people said, this proves your Bible's wrong. This pro- and if the Bible's wrong here, it's wrong everywhere else. Never will happen. It'll never happen that Israel will become a nation again. With man, it might be impossible. With God, all things are possible. And if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Somebody say amen. Amen. May 14th, 1948, at 12.05 in the morning, they get a phone call from President Truman, and Ben-Gurion stands on the balcony. I got to stand on that very place. And he says to the people, they're waiting, and he says, We just got a phone call. We have a nation. We have a state. And that prophecy, exactly the way God said it, in a moment of time, the nation of Israel was born again because God said that land belongs to the Jewish people as an everlasting covenant. Somebody ought to shout amen. But the best is yet to come. Listen to Jeremiah 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when men will no longer say, 
as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites out of Egypt, parting the sea, turning Pharaoh's heart, bringing them through the desert. There's a bigger miracle coming. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when men will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought Israelites up out of Egypt. But instead they will say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up, Aliyah, out of the lands of the north, the south, the east, and the west, out of all the countries where they, he has scattered them, for I will restore them to the land I gave their fathers. He said, there's going to come a time when the Exodus story is small. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Standing with Israel with Pastor Larry Huck. Learn more about Larry Huck Ministries, the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith, and how to give a gift today to support and bless the Jewish people at lhmpodcast.org. That's lhmpodcast.org. Or call 1-800-204-6545. That's 1-800-204-6545. Your prayers and generous support are making a difference and helping us to repair a broken world. Join us next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.